everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Wild Rules Minded Jewels. I am your host, Ariel Amari, and thank you all for tuning in. Here on the show, it's about exploring diverse culture, realistic life situations, what goes on in the real world, entertainment, and give my own personal perspective. So if you're looking for all of the above, then you are in the right place. All right, folks, on today's episode, I'm going to turn up the heat and continue the conversation about the abortion restriction bill. But before we do that, I have a lovely surprise for all of my endearing listeners. I have a very special guest co-host joining me today, and she is a true fire spitter and a real heavy hitter, literally. So don't tick her off and make her cross over to the dark side. (laughs) On a serious note, she will not hold her tongue and sugarcoat anything, and she will most certainly tell it like it is. So, ladies and gents, say hello to my beautiful, endearing, loving mother, author, and entrepreneur, CEO, Louise Lulu. Take it away, mom. What's up, gems and jewels? Uh, Thank you, daughter, for inviting me as a special guest today. Um, Without further ado, we're going to dive right on into it. Um, We're going to talk about this this, uh, abortion restriction. Today, you know, uh, this bill that was passed, first, I'm going to make it perfectly clear that I am not happy with the orange man in the White House. He has taken this country back so many years. We have come so far. And for this orange face piece of shit to get in the White House and just take us back. The United States is supposed to be one of the richest is supposed to be the richest country there is on this earth. And yet we have, we are dealing with homelessness, hunger. Uh, I mean, poverty, our, our service men and women do not have proper medical care. I mean, we have so many issues going on with in the United States that need to be dealt with. And here it is. You have this orange face motherfucker. He cares about how many Twitter followers he have than the real issues at hand. So I'm not going to dwell on his ass any further. We're going to talk about this abortion bill. Um, you have 25 white men that passed a bill that is immoral and unconstitutional. As a woman who grew up being sexually abused by a relative and sexually molested as a teenager that resulted in me bearing a child, I could not abort because it was too late. I was too far gone. But to have 25 white men tell me what I can and cannot do with my own body, I refuse to let any man tell me what I can and cannot do with my temple. You motherfuckers have another thing coming if you think that us as women are going to let that fly. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, On another note, if you're going to make a bill like that for women, not to be able to get an abortion due to incest, molestation, or any of that, then why in the hell can't you pass a bill automatically telling a man that he has to get a vasectomy 
because he's fathered more than two children with more than one woman. Don't take care of these children. Don't provide the mother any type of financial assistance. More importantly, you're not there for the kids. So if you're going to pass a bill like that, telling a woman what she can and cannot do with her own body, then when are you going to step up and do something about these lazy ass men out here just impregnating women, having multiple children with multiple women and not taking care of them? They need to have be automatically go get a vasectomy. If not, then go to jail. Period. On that note, if that bill stays requ requiring that, that women being told what to do with their bodies, then we as women are going to show you men better than we can tell you because we're not going to let that fly. On that note, I thank my daughter very much for allowing me to come and speak on this issue. Sound off. Talk to me. What do you guys think? Uh, you can DM me. My Instagram is Louise Lulu Author. You can reach me there. Get in my DMs. Holler back. Tell me what you think. On that note, peace out, gems and jewels. All righty. So you guys heard it from my special guest co-host. You heard it from mom, yours truly. And of course, this is why, this is the very main reason why I created this podcast show, because it is very important to get to talk about things like this and to get the message out. And of course, most definitely, topics like this can never go unnoticed or avoided. So most certainly so. Like I've said before, I'm saying again, you know, we we all must get out and we all must be heard. For me personally, I may be a young female, a young African-American female at that. I may be a young black female starting out, but at the end of the day, I'm a female. Us all as ladies, our safety and freedom in this world is being threatened and something must be done about this. So... That is the very main reason why this this is a continuation of this topic today of the New Day Report, because this, like I just said, y'all, this cannot go unnoticed. This abortion restriction bill is still widely causing a huge uproar of conflicting political views and aspect and expectations. With this bill, I feel it is a forced pregnancy bill or this bill is the kind of bill to like force women to accept pain or trauma as a result of rape. And there's nothing that can be done about it. Now, here's the deal, everybody. Mom and I, you just heard mom and you you just heard her truth. And something must be done about this. Like, this is just completely ridiculous. This is very discriminating. This is very preposterous. Like, we just can't, like, this Like this is just not okay. And what is it? Is this a 2019 version of men trying to control us women? It's almost like taking us back to the old days where women couldn't vote or couldn't wear certain clothes or anything like that. Like, come on, like, this just... This is just completely ridiculous. And the, and just like mom just said, the orange face man in the White House is trying to revert us back to the old days. And 
this is not a good thing. We're in trouble here. So come on, like seriously. However, I am going to invite mom back and I am going to ask her some questions, you know, because as you guys know that in a previous episode of this podcast show, I briefly talked to you guys about my mom's autobiography book, Family of Snakes. Now, in chapters five and seven, mom, you talked about the sexual abuse you you experienced as a child. Would you like to briefly reflect on how your painful on how your painful experience was and give your view on how it relates to the abortion restriction bill I will say this um I as a child I was sexually abused by my mom's brother and he I mean it was always it was always he threatened me and I was a little girl. I couldn't protect myself. Um, you know, I it's it's hard molestation is, is a very serious issue. And it took me a long time, and it's hard for me to talk about it now because I'm actually talking about it. I talk about it in my book, but actually talking about it to a wide audience is very difficult for me. I'm fighting back tears here, but it it relates to this abortion bill because I thank God that I was not impregnated by his nasty, sick-minded ass. Um, I will say this. It, It went on until I was 14 years old and he tried it as an adult when I was a grown woman. He tried it back in 2003. Um, he told my mom he was getting ready to slap her and I was washing dishes and I heard him and I heard her tell him, you're not going to slap me. So I walked into the dining room and neither of them heard me when I walked in there and I eased what I call a Michael Myers butcher knife out of the canister and I jumped over the table and I held it to his throat and I was able to confront him face to face and luckily my mom was able to calm me down and remove the knife from my hand because I was ready to kill him and I have been fighting ever since it relates to this bill because that's incest he's supposed to be he's supposed to be my uncle and he's supposed to protect me instead he took something very important for me as a little girl. And because he was molesting me, I am attracted to older men. I will not date anyone that's my age or younger. A man has to at least be 15 to 20 years older than I am in order for me to be interested in him. And I'm all over the place here because this is really hard. Um, In my situation, I just thank God that I was not impregnated by my uncle. And if this bill was signed during that time, 
I would be forced to walk around and if if I would be forced if my uncle impregnated me, I would have I would be forced to walk around as a 14 year old or whatever age I was and carry a kid that I don't want due to incestual molestation. To tell a woman to make a woman carry a kid that is created not out of love. How dare you? On that note, I'm going to step away because this is really hard and it's taking me back. Like I said, if you have any questions, please sound off. You can you can DM me, Instagram, Louise Lulu Austin. Ask me any questions, I'll gladly answer. But I have to step away. Thank you very much, daughter. I'm out. All right, guys. I want to personally thank my mom for being kind and sweet to open up on her painful past, though it's very hard. Of course, it is very hard to talk about things like this. You know, when it comes to situations like this, of course, it is absolutely hard to talk about, but it is still important to get things out in the open, be honest and bring what's done in the dark into the light. You know, with painful trauma, I feel it reflects the abortion restriction bill because it cases of sexual assault or incest. The surprise of sudden pregnancies can again put victims in a trap situation that they most certainly don't deserve to be in. It's so condescending because it's like, wow, whatever happened to protecting everyone, us all as people. With this bill coming into play, I feel us all as women, we aren't safe. We have a target on our backs. And this is just another way of men trying to control to control us again. So my mom and I were originally going to have a conversation and talk about this, but my mom respectively had to take a minute and walk away. So for now, I'm going to invite another very special guest of mine, my beautiful, beloved, dear, loving sister, Ashley. Say hello to the people. What's up, y'all? What's up? How y'all doing? Jewels. Studs. Gems. Gems and all. (laughs) So... You may not know about this, but mom and I already had a conversation about this this past weekend a couple of days ago. And to begin, I'm not a sexually active person and not planning on it anytime soon. But I am now officially done with high school and I am now in the process of entering the work field in college. With that said, I am seeking to get on birth control as soon as possible because anything can happen at any moment and I just want to be able to fully protect myself and be prepared as well. I am very much afraid and I hope and pray to God that he keeps me protected and safe. Most of all, I just hope and pray that the Lord can keep us all protected and safe at that. But with these heinous restriction laws coming out and about, not only myself, but everyone has to be super duper careful and be very much, much aware. So, Ash, what do you think about all of this? Because this is a lot. 
I think men, they are intimidated by a power of a woman. And I think that it's a war against women amongst us and we have to protect each other. And if this bill is definitely going to pass and that means birth control, getting rid of birth control, my only question is for con what about STDs and things to that nature? Are you gonna get rid of condoms too? Because that's another contraceptive of safe sex. Um if you're going, ladies, if you're gonna go out and you're with a group of girls and you're gonna go to a club or a party or house party. There needs to be rules in place and escape routes in place and things to that nature on you come together, you leave together. If someone else is leaving outside of the wolf pack, the sheep pack, the crowd, you let everybody know who you're with, who you're going with, that per- that person in your crew needs to put a face with a name so they know if anything happens to happen, they know what to say, what to give them a description of, and always leave your location on, on your phone, Apple Watch, Android Watch, whatever you use, leave your location on. Don't ever take it. Don't ever turn it off. I know iPhones and the feds is watching and sometimes, but the feds can also help your ass too. So you come together, you leave together. Don't ever get it. If someone's going to buy you a drink, you make sure you go to that bar and you watch that bartender pour your drink from start to finish. If somebody brings you a drink, you do not accept it. People out here is getting roofied and, and they putting all types of these date rape drugs and Next thing you know, they're taking you off the dance floor and your friends don't know what happened to you and or you don't even know what happened to you. So you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of who's in your group. You have to be aware of you can't you have to know your limit when you're drinking. If there's drugs such as marijuana involved, you have to have a limit to way to say, hey, such and such over here, she, she, she's, she's done. You, you, you have to have a drink number. You have to know how many drinks you done had. And then when, and once somebody sees you done reached your limit, a, you done reached your limit, don't have nothing else. But I feel like it's definitely a war against women. I think men are trying to control the narrative because they are intimidated and you ain't going to be able to take my right baby. I'm not no weak woman. I'm not no meek woman either where I got to sit and you tell me something and I'm just going to automatically listen to what you say. I'm going to debate and battle you the whole way through. And until I feel there, until I feel there is, it's worthy of being followed. So women have to be boisterous. Women have to work 10 times as hard. Women have to be 10 times as strong in order to even compete with a man. So all of this, womanhood they can't handle it which is why they're doing all these things and i just feel like women as a whole we need to uplift one another and we need to protect one another and we need to be there for one another and we not put each other down and not throw shade and not be petty and catty even in workplace like you know you just have to workplace socially you just have to be 
protective of one another. Don't turn a blind eye. If you're out with someone and you see someone that's not even your friend, you don't even know this person and they see they are in distress, don't pick up your phone. You help them. The world is so caught up into technology and they're so caught up into being, oh, I seen this. I could have did something, but I didn't. And that's what's wrong with the world. They're so used to, they're so used to technology and they're letting technology ruin and take over everything when common decency and humanity is slowly going back into the into the back and we need to bring it back into the forefront. That's what I think. All righty. Did you guys get the important important message? Because that right there was most certainly and definitely an important message. And Ash, I thank you so much for joining me and for stepping in for mom. You are welcome. And I hope you're not going anywhere because you got to help me. Oh, baby. Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Everybody, that has been an official conclusion to the first segment of the day, the New Day Report. Now, the next upcoming segment is for all of my daring music lovers. And what is it called, Ash? Oh, that beat. <laughs> During this segment, I like to focus on music, the meaningful culture, past, present, future artists, and the diverse atmosphere. Now, I'm going to do something for the first time ever, and I want this to be a way to communicate with you all as my endearing Jewels and Gems listeners. Today's first ever question of the day is, what is your favorite wake up in the morning song? Come on, people. I know you have one. I want to start a delicate convo with you all as my listeners and get to know you all a little bit better and deeper. By the meaning of today's question, I'm sure everyone has one song that they have to listen to in order to get their morning started off right. So once again, today's first ever question of the day is, what is your favorite wake up in the morning song? Comment, quacks questions, and please be sure to email the show's pop, um, email at wildrulesmindedjewels at outlook.com. Moving on, I want to briefly talk about the lovely Rihanna and her announcement for her upcoming reggae album. First off, I want to say that Rihanna is is freaking amazing. I've loved her since she made her debut into the music industry, and she is forever a move. She's bad. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Speaking for all Rihanna Navy fans, I can't wait for her new music to drop, and I know it's going to be epic as always. So everyone be prepared to have your edges snatched. Ash, what is your intake on this? I can't wait for Rihanna. I've been waiting on this album. Okay? Most certainly so. The, uh, the makeup, the lingerie, and that's all sexy and whatnot, but I'm waiting for this album. You know, um... She's been someone I've been missing in this music industry. You know, I'm, I'm, I've loved her since the first album, Pondy Replay, was my was my jam, definitely. Um, my favorite album though, mm, favorite album. I would have to say Anti personally for me. 
Anti was great. Yeah. Kiss it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 Anti was definitely it. But see, back up back to the question though. Favorite song like you have to listen. It depends. I'm I'm different. I it depends on what mood I'm in. One minute I could be on some real sentimental <laughs> some real sentimental stuff. And then next minute I'm on some city girls, you know what I'm saying? Fuck these niggas. I don't really hit. <laughs> I could be on some Meg the Stallion hot girl shit. Really didn't like I love her by the way. She's bae too. Um or I can go into some Chris Brown, or I can go to some Michael Jackson. Like I I'm all over the place. I have to listen to a little bit of everything before I can get my it depends on what mood I'm in. What about metal music? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that's your lane. I'm not into it. <laughs> I listen to R&B. I, love, I like gospel. I do a little bit of country. Depends on who the artist is. I like a little bit of rock and roll. But and I'm down with the hip hop. But I'm not. Metal is not really my thing. I think it makes my ears hurt. And I get a headache. Not Metallica and Motorhead are great. I know who they are. I don't know their music. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my zhuzh. It's not my cup of tea. Shout out to those who do. Great. I'm not on your wave, though. (laughs) Sheesh, kebab. Well, all righty. Back to Rihanna, not only is an is a reggae album on the way, but Bad Gal Riri also shows that business and boss side is to be respected and untouchable. Rihanna has recently became the first young African-American woman to launch a luxury brand with Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy. With this major business move, it does nothing but just give me nothing but lots of love and respect to Rihanna a whole lot more. She on that black girl magic, you feel me? She been she ain't she's showing that you don't have to just do music in order to be successful. You can do other avenues. Not only is she an actress, she's advocating in her humanitarian work. She's also got the makeup. She's also doing lingerie and having a full online. Like she's everywhere, got her hands in everything, busy boo living in london and she doing her thing and i can't wait for this album and i'm glad it ain't gonna be a drake feature i mean i like drake piku you mean cream canadian bacon oops my bad (laughs) whoa shady boots sorry not sorry whoa i mean scorpion was a really good double album even though chris brown's Heartbreak on the full moon was so better, but that's just me. I'm a heart. I'm a diehard. You know, team breezy all day long. But <laughs> that's just me. I'm glad they made up. By the way, I love it. It's black unity. Whatever. Anywho, come on, Rihanna. I'm ready for this album. Ready to dunny wine and say fuck these niggas. And I love your Fendi product, sweetheart. Yes, most definitely so. So if you ever listen to this podcast show hosted by yours truly, just know that not only myself, but my great, beautiful, beloved co-host here, Mom and us all, and Ash, we love you very much, Rihanna. You're freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. Visuals. Yeah, she's dope. So on that note, Rihanna, once again. If Rock you ever, Nation. Yeah. If you ever listen to this podcast episode hosted by yours truly, just know that I love you so much. I respect your grind, hustle, strive, and motivation as an artist, businesswoman, and philanthropist. 
You are beautiful inside and out. You are a loving and gentle soul. Lastly, you are a true black girl that rocks. Virtuous woman as well. And that is, and you are a true virtuous woman that is never too afraid to take any chances and live out loud. So this has now been the conclusion to the third segment of the day. On that beat. Yeah. This is why I created this segment, people. It's a little deeper with celebrating music. It's about giving love, praise, and honor to true artists that contribute to sharing their gifted artistry with us all. Oh, I hope you do like a like a, a feature with Cardi B. You feel me? Twerk it out, cause yeah, I like that. <laughs> that will most certain. That will most certainly be great. Body, most definitely so. Alrighty, people, moving on to the next segment. The next segment up is called Phantom Talk for all of my lovely, great horror fanatics. <sighs> Sorry for the long pause, cheese kebab, trying to keep up with everything. During this segment, I love to discuss all horror movies, my favorite horror flick, review, and debate about them. Here's the exciting part. I want to welcome my lovely mom back as my special guest co-host. Mom, are you good? Yes, I'm good. Great. Lovely? Yes. All righty. Now, if you guys don't know, my mom and I are huge horror fanatic freaks, and we're going to review and debate today. Today's horror flick of the day is Halloween. This movie franchise remake was a con was a continuation from the 1978 horror classic and was released. Today's horror flick of the week is Halloween. This movie franchise remake was a continuation from the 1978 horror classic and was released on October 17th of 2018. The hit movie grossed over $254.3 million at the box office and was number one for a few weeks. Now, Ma, you already know that you and I went to go see this movie over and over, over and over. We went to see Halloween about five or six times, so it was just that great. But now it is time to review and debate. So, I'm going to start with you, Ma. So far, your intake. My opinion is John Carpenter had his hand in this movie, so if, if the godfather of horror which is what I refer to John Carpenter as. If as long as he has his hand in, in a Halloween project, it gets my support 110%. And this movie is so damn good that my nine month old granddaughter loves Halloween. Every day that little girl has to watch Halloween. If she's acting ugly, we put Halloween in and she's, she's good. When she sees it, the opening credits, she's smiling ear to ear. All you see are her teeth. She's she 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 loves Halloween. So if a nine month old can give it a definite thumbs up, I'm definitely giving it two thumbs up in a circle. I love Halloween. It's it's good. 
Of course, I was personally skeptical about James Jude Courtney playing Michael Myers, but after seeing him actually work it in Halloween, he did an awesome job. Nick Castle has always been and is still my favorite to play Michael Myers, but I can't lie about how an amazing job that James did. So James, if you ever listen to this podcast show and listen to this set to this Phantom Talk segment, you are freaking awesome and it would be freaking amazing to meet you in person one day. Also, we have to point out about how, about how not only did they pay homage to the first and original Halloween film, but they included homage to all of the other remake sequels. My only issue is I wish they had have excluded paying homage to Rob Zombie's remakes because, in all honesty, it was trash. Yeah. It was, Rob just took it to a whole nother place. It should have never been taken. It I mean, should have been called Halloween Rejects is what it should have been called. Yeah. And for all of my Halloween movie lovers out there, we all know that the original Myers was not almost seven feet tall. The original Myers, his mask was not dirty. We are, And the original Myers was not eating dogs, like actually seeing him kill and eat dogs. I mean, you've heard about him possibly eating dogs and skunks in the first Halloween, the one in 1978, but you didn't actually see him do it. Right, Ma? And who's to say he actually ate it? I mean, hell, Michael Myers was a serial killer who killed anything and everybody that got in his freaking way. Now, on that note, the only thing that bothers me about the remake in 2018 was that he killed the character Lumpy. I'm not sure if Lumpy's character was a teenager, but to see him kill Lumpy's character, I feel like in my opinion, that Lumpy was still a little boy and he killed a kid, which is something that we have never seen Michael Myers do. I am glad that when he got to the scene where he killed the lady in the kitchen, that he did not kill that baby. Because if if Bloomhouse wrote that in the script and they actually wanted that to happen, then you suck for that. Because that was one of the things that I loved about the Michael Myers and Halloween franchise. He was not killing kids. He was just killing innocent people who's crazy as hell. And that's my homeboy, Michael Myers. Nick, I love you. James, I love you. Michael Myers is just a character, but he's my homeboy. I love me some Michael Myers. I'm sorry. Most definitely so. And on top of all of that, can we add that that Dr. Sartain, who should have just been called Dr. Satan, he was just completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, and he was a complete asshole. Yeah. And um, it was just overall, it was a few slight issues. Those were the main two issues that we had with the movie. But overall, it was freaking amazing. And Jamie Lee Curtis... My heart goes out to you, sweetheart. You portrayed Lori at 60 years old. You rocked. And you are the true scream queen. You kicked Michael Myers' ass. I'm sorry. You kicked his ass. You was ready for his crazy ass. You said, he's he's, he's, he's waiting for me. I'm waiting for you. Come get me. And she got his ass. 
Though I will say that if it is a sequel to this, I'm very curious to know exactly how did Myers get out the basement because he was supposed to have been fried chicken, <laughs> yeah. fried goose in the basement. He was, he was standing there and they setting his ass on fire and he's standing there looking like, is this bitch really think this is going to kill me? You know, I mean, he was just nonchalant standing there. It didn't phase him. None. Yeah. But that's my homeboy. I'm sorry. I, I, Halloween. I mean, hey, I love Michael Myers. I love the Halloween franchise. Uh, John Carpenter, I hope there is a sequel and you, you have something to do with it. And also to Cody, Cody Carpenter. I love that soundtrack. Oh, my God. I love the 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 the, the guitar. The guitar, you know that that it gets me. You know, I mean, it it was it's very awesome job, very eerie. amazing, very eerie. Yeah, awesome job, Cody. So overall, Halloween that came out in two thousand and two thousand eighteen, it was freaking amazing. And my mom and I, we 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 enjoyed the hell out of it. Like my oh my. So, yeah. And on that note, this has now been the official conclusion to this segment, Phantom Talk. For any suggestions, email the show's email at email address at wildrulesmindedjewels on outlook.com. All right, everybody, this is the official last segment of the day, and it is called For Your Soul. During this segment, I like to focus on the creativity of one's mind and the essence of poetry. Towards the end of the segment, I'm going to share and recite a piece of my own poetry and give a brief background story on what prompted me to write the, the selected poem. So what I'm now going to do is I'm now going to get my journal and I'm now going to pick out a selected poem and I'm going to read it. So I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys really like it. Give some honest opinions. Like, come on, like seriously. All right, my beautiful, beloved jewels and gems. Today's selected poem, handwritten poem written by yours truly is called What You Will Not. This poem was written last year. Sorry, trying to find it. Sheesh kebab. Oh, here it is. Like I just said, this poem is titled What You Will Not, and this poem was written on August 12th of 2018. And here it is. A closed mouth with no fistful of words is not going to get you nowhere or nothing. A dry and disdainful mouth is not going to get people to see you for you and respect you. So I suggest you better get your shit together. In the period of time I've been down, picked, walked like a mat, useless, abstained from truth, and not feeling alive of worthiness. Well, damn it, I am tired. You may not listen today. You may not listen tomorrow. But damn, please, you are going to listen. For a long period of time, there has been no filter. I've let you get away with your shit. I've let you spew, spew of hate, mean-spirited, and disgust take over my mind, words, and wisdom. You can spew your hate and disgust under your breath, but what you will not is spew it to my face. What you will not do is continue to despise me of any treatment. What you will not do is flip emotions and be a totally different person alone. 
What you will not do is talk of me in a despicable manner. And what you will not do is take me down. Take my joy and see me crash and burn. I refuse for you to have the satisfaction. Let these words be my true destiny. Alrighty, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Once again, that was titled What You Will Not, and that was written on August 12th of 2018. And my brief background story on what prompted me to write that is, honestly, so much goes through my mind. And there are times where you just let, personally, there are times where I feel like where I just completely feel weak and just allow others to mistreat me or talk to me any kind of way. It hurts, would hurt my feelings. It would make me so damn angry. And it's just, I just feel like we'll have slight moments of feeling and wondering like, do I deserve this kind of treatment from other people? So that's what prompted me to write that. And like I've said plenty of times before, I'm saying again, whatever I feel, Whatever I'm thinking, pen and paper are my best friend, and I always tend to put it on paper. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. All right, everyone, that has now been a wrap for today's episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Thank you all for tuning in and taking time out to listen to yours truly. I want to spend a special thank you to my to you, Mom, and you, Ashley, for joining me on today's episode. And don't worry because I am very determined that the both of you will most definitely be back very soon for another episode. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and listen to Wild Rules Minded Jewels podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Podcast. Thank you all. God bless you. And until episode seven.